0: Welcome to our very first Mel Woman of Action show. I'm so excited for this episode. Today, we will be speaking with Adele, who has done amazing things. In the past year, she has purchased 51 apartments. How amazing is that? So without further ado, let's get right into it. Welcome, welcome, Adele, to the Investor Male Women of Action show. So excited to have you on my show today! Thank you, thank you for the invitation. My goodness, I'm honored. Oh well, <laughs> you know what? It's so well deserved. I'm so excited to speak with you because you have such an amazing journey, and you've taken so much action. Um, I just, I love. We, I had the pleasure of meeting Adele at a conference a little bit a while back. So we even, I even got a chance to meet in person pre-COVID, which was really nice. Um, so Adele, tell tell the listeners a
1: little bit about yourself. Oh, so uh, I'm a little bit myself. I don't like speaking about myself. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm a real estate investor, not full-time, but that is the goal. Uh, I actually work in pharmaceuticals right now. I have a very nice job, but my journey um, started in real estate many moons ago. I was actually 23, and I really do have a love and a passion for real estate. Uh, to me, I always say real estate is attainable for you know anybody, and you could build, as you guys say all the time, generational wealth with real estate. It truly is a life-changing, uh, not tool, but you know, a, a means, a, a passive income means, or even active to change someone's life. So, myself, uh, I started 23 years ago. Uh, sorry, I was 23, so I started 30 years ago. And uh, I bought my first triplex. And I always say, I, that was my first real estate mistake. It was a lesson uh, I learned the hard way, because I sold it. And you know, as we learn now, uh, over the years, you don't sell real estate, especially (laughs) not when they're multifamily. If it makes
0: you feel better, Adele, I also had to sell mine. So mine was a was a mistake as well.
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what that mistake taught me? Because when I, as a single mom, when I purchased a duplex uh, years later, I did not sell it when I moved into a multifamily home, uh, a single family home, sorry. And uh, that du- little duplex has been refinanced a couple of times and has allowed us to buy larger multifamilies. So the, it's the little engine that could, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. That's great. That's great. And what was it? So you 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 had a passion for real estate and you wanted to create that generational wealth. Um what uh, at what point did you decide, because you've been very aggressive this past year um, at buying properties, <laughs> you've been you've been all over you, got, you know, you're growing your social media. you've been doing so many fantastic things. What moment or you know, what made you decide, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in a big way.
1: Uh, so it was actually, and this is where we tell people, you know, and you, you and Dave are great at telling people this, get yourself surrounded with a team, right? So my accountant was actually the one that said, you have too much equity in your duplex, you need to buy another investment property, which he knew that was what I wanted to do, but I hadn't given, because life is busy. We have four children, you know, it's it's they're grown now, but um, life is busy, jobs. And uh, so it was at the back of my mind and he actually pushed it to the front and he says, it's time. He's like, you know, it's, you have too much equity. So we bought a fourplex and both of those are here in Montreal. Uh, so from that fourplex and the, the economy and uh, basically real estate just took off. It's almost impossible to buy in Montreal now. Right. And then from there, um, I joined, I met you, you guys. I met you and Dave. And this wasn't, uh, it was like, what, a few years ago? How long did we know each other? I don't remember. At a summit, a real estate investor yeah. summit. Yes. Yeah. And that's actually when you started growing your social media presence. That's right. right. Yeah. So, but you were still quiet when I first met you.
0: <laughs> I used to be very quiet, and I just never even have a Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or any of this. <laughs> That's right.
1: Well, this is the one of the struggles. Actually, was obviously capital, right? I mean, I I refinanced a duplex for the fourplex, but then I'm like, how do I do this again without waiting 15 years or 20 years or whatever it is to gain enough equity? Um, and hence, where you guys come in. And and I always say, and I'll tell anybody that you were the program that changed my life because. You you sort of woke me up. So my my accountant planted the seed that like, you know reinvest and pull out the equity, but then it's like okay that took ten years. I can't wait another ten years. Like that's not a way to grow a portfolio, right? Um, and then I heard you and and Dave and uh, and you said the, the magic words OPM right the other people's money. And I'm yes. like so I had started speaking with you and then enrolled in the program and what, Three months in, I think we we bought a 12-plex, Craig and I. Yes, yeah, so, on fire! Wow, and, and all during COVID, actually, between March and hold on, March and November last year, all during COVID. Uh, so 51 new doors, oh, uh, in a year, absolutely, in, yeah, in even once in a year,
0: absolutely amazing, that's fantastic. Yes. Now, okay, yes. so I want to talk about something here because a lot of people throughout COVID, they took a step back and mm-hmm. here you are, you went, and it was a choice, but I'm sure there was still some fear. Cause it it was new to all of us. We didn't know what was happening. How, how did you push through that fear? Cause I, I'm sure some of our listeners are feeling the way that, you know, maybe you were feeling, but for some reason
1: you were able to take action throughout it all despite, despite the crisis. So I, the one thing I wasn't doing, I think was listening to the news because Listen, it's a pandemic, and this generation has le- never lived through a pandemic, right? So, we didn't know much about what was going to happen. And with the 12plex, we were closing March 26th, and really shut down here in Quebec happened March 13th. So, I was like, now what? You know, first Zoom closing of that. So, I wasn't listening to just the anybody, I was listening to those that were doing it. And I think that's key in almost everything, whether it's real estate related or anything else. Listen to those that are doing what you want to do. And, you know, the ones that I have learned or the ones you're learning from, they they know, they have the experience. So I'm like, okay, so I'm like, they're not stopping. So if these professionals in real estate investing are still purchasing, they're comfortable, then what do I have to be afraid of? The, right. the you know, and, and you know what, during all of COVID, all that my tenants paid rent, all tenants paid rent.
0: Yes, and that's great to to hear because that was a big fear. I get asked that question so many times, what happened? So I'm I'm glad to hear that. And I heard the same from many, many investors. The majority of tenants are good people. They're going to find a way and there's been government funding and all those different sources as well for them.
1: Absolutely. So the fear is if you think you're alone, then I could understand that you have certain levels of fear. But if you understand that you're not alone, there are people out there. There's like, you know, YouTube videos that give a lot of information or whether it's any of the social media, not just YouTube. So if you follow the right people and you listen, you realize that during all of the pandemic, all the real estate investors who are serious real estate investors, none of them have stopped. On the contrary, they all grew their portfolio.
0: Now, what are your plans? 2021, the pandemic is continuing,
1: but what are your plans for this year, Adele? To keep growing, honestly, is just, we, we now have, uh, you know, large multiplexes from two to 24. So that's the range in sizes, a couple of 12s. So obviously once you hit the 12s and the 24s, you don't really want to go back to threes and, <laughs> and fours, right? So like the plan <laughs> is, yes, it's, you know, one roof and, and, it's more contained and although they're more challenging, they are a lot more challenging, um, but we, we got the hang of it now. So we want to continue growing the portfolio with larger multiplexes. We're very comfortable. Uh, we have years of experience, you know, I'm, I'm also, I have some experience and background in construction. So with my dad, I had no choice to learn all of the uh, the trades kind of thing, except electricity. So we're very comfortable. We have property managers in different provinces, and we we did we purchased in different provinces, as you know. So I'm okay with far from home. You know, if you have the right team. Okay, and I want to talk on that because that's another big roadblock.
0: Because we do have yes. a lot of people who say, "Hey, I live in a hot city in a in a hot market, not hot city, hot market, and I want to I want to buy properties, but the cash flow is not quite there." Um, how did you get comfortable going in a different area? Because that is a roadblock that that lack of control in a sense so how did you go through it how did you build your team how did you push through any fear I'm sure there's always fear with going outside your area because yeah. your first few were in Montreal
1: it's and you know what the fear you got to you have to get past the fear it's there's uncertainty so we're never going to have everything 100 percent, right N- never but through the network, this network, this world that we're all in and, you know, uh, of real estate investors, and we recognize a lot of names over and over. It's the same people in any of these groups. In hot markets, and I understand there's a lot of hot markets in Canada right now. So, and a lot of the people out West, Montreal, you know, Montreal can, there can go a multiplex go up and there'll be 40 offers on it in the afternoon. Uh, it's not the right place to buy unless you put 35, 40% down, which is not something I like to do. Cause to me, then Sure, there's cash flow, but if you need forty percent to get cash flow, that's not really to me anyway. That's just to me a good deal. Get over the fear. Learn to crunch numbers, and I want to say this like to to the new people out there that are just starting. Learn to analyze deals. Just practice, and practice. Even if you don't have intention to purchase right now, because when the time comes for you to actually purchase, you'll have at least the crunching of the numbers down. So get over your analysis paralysis. You know, like get a mentor. And then from there, you'll meet people, especially mentorship groups, all of them. You'll meet people that are doing the same thing as you. So Montreal was getting a little bit difficult to purchase uh, property in. So we went in the groups, one of them being yours. We met uh, realtors, we met property managers, we met, uh, you know, all different people who could help insurance brokers. And then when we all help each other out, this is the beautiful thing of being a mentorship programs, right? I mean, the support you get, Uh, so, okay, I can find a mortgage broker in another province, not a problem. I can find a property manager in another problem. And then you vet them, obviously you have to vet them. Um, so if you, if it's something you want to do, you just, you have to just push yourself and the paralysis analysis, the analysis paralysis actually, uh, gets a lot of people I find. And that's because they're trying to do it alone. So if you surround yourself, and it goes back to what I said before, if you surround yourself with people that know what they're doing, you will make the contacts. You will build a network, uh, asking in groups. Like, don't be shy. And that's another thing: get over your shyness when you're in a group. And whether it's a a, a free, you know, YouTube uh, or Facebook group that's giving a webinar tonight, just join and ask questions. So get to meet people. And I know it's hard. Like I didn't like putting myself out there. I did not. I really. I still don't. But
0: just <laughs> are pushing through that. But yes. And and you're bang on. I couldn't agree with you more about a analysis paralysis and b your 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 network is your net worth and and you just never know when you start participating in these kind of groups how you can make it a win win with so many people. You you least suspect it, that this person happens to have an uncle that does property management in that city and and we see it all the time. So um it's so good point now you bought your properties OPM other people's money Yes. Yeah. now that's I'm sure we have some listeners that have been following us and they understand that but I know that we have some that are going what do you mean you know they're finding us for the first time how did you do this Adele so can you talk a little bit about all of that please
1: sure uh and OPM is different means different things right it doesn't mean just somebody coming up with to your house with dropping off a James Bond suitcase (laughs) full of cash because I've actually been asked that who gives you the cash and it's like it's not just cash it's not cash right right. so um that too people need to get you know to learn and and what is OPM so it is other people's money but different forms of and I also want to say it's very legit because it's another thing people think that it's not legit and it is so it happened uh refinance for example when you do have equity that's the bank's money refinancing is market appreciation which what did you do i mean you didn't wake up, you didn't get to work nine to five for the market appreciation that just happened right uh mortgage pay down that's tenants paying down your mortgage uh, i'm talking rental properties obviously so equity all of that that's bank's money so that's one form of opm that allowed us uh, like my duplex and my fourplex to purchase the 12 in ontario um then the right after, I think three weeks after we closed on the 12 we bought the triplex and that was a TFSA. So it was somebody else's TFSA, obviously. Um, it was another real estate investor who, and I love this, he wanted to teach his son that real estate investing is a different uh, form of income and it's passive. So you can, you know, enjoy your job if you like your job, but start young and grow portfolio. And, and I thought that was such a great thing that he's teaching his son so young And he's like, I want to take my son's TFSAs and invest in a property. So I'm like, and it was a triplex. So it it was, we were both nervous because it was our first time. So we went through the learning process together, you know, with the trust companies and how to move the money and all that. Um, And the amount was comfortable because it wasn't uh, large. So went through the process, learned how to do that. They're happy. I'm happy. I purchased a a, a triplex with somebody's TFSA. You know, you agree on the terms, of course, and uh, exit strategy always, always have your exit strategy, know how you're going to pay back anybody you borrow money from. So, and if the exit strategy doesn't make sense, don't enter into the deal, because then you'll just be in trouble in three or four or five or seven years, whatever the the arrangement is. Wow,
0: that's fantastic. That's great. The the power (laughs) of uh, making it a win-win, and I love how you said that as well, is that even for the TFSA, why would anybody want to do that? Because it benefits them, right? They
1: they make more money and and you're able to buy the property. With yes. This. And the, as the gentleman said, I think it was something ridiculous. And this was during the COVID when the stock market kind of took a little hit and it was right at that point. Uh And he said, well, the interest rate is, I, I can't remember exactly, but, you know, 0.25%. It's literally money that's sleeping. Right. So, you can make me more money and you get to buy a property that cash flows. Yes.
0: And you know, they, I ran... Dave would be a little bit more aggressive and he'd say, that's dead money sitting there. Money.
1: <laughs> I, I tell people all the time that if you have equity on your home, it's it's a ton of cash made of bricks. Like you need yes. it's dead money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously the numbers have to work, right? And this is where, you know, cash flow matrix comes in and you show the person who's lending you the money, you you show that the property could sustain that. The, the, and if it's the property sustains the added... Um, higher percentage of interest rate or the debt. And I, I always say, it doesn't matter. You need to get over the hangup of the higher interest rate. Sure, the bank will lend you cheaper money. But if the bank doesn't lend you the money, then you can't buy the property, right? So, or if you don't have it, if you don't have the down payment, we, right. I don't have a tree in the backyard. I don't know if anybody else does, but I don't. Well, it,
0: reality, right? <laughs> reflecting back, if you didn't use the other people's money strategies. Would you Correct.
1: be able to buy fifty-one apartments last year? No, or in no, year? because you. Everybody gets blocked. Everybody gets blocked. Exactly. I mean, maybe not Bill Gates, but I mean, you know, <laughs> the normal folk.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and and with creative financing, you do become limitless when um, you're doing absolutely. it properly, and and obviously you you have the right mindset and making it a win-win, and and having your exit strategy, of course, that is so crucial. If anybody's ever trying to do this on their own. You have to make sure you know how to exit because, again, this is all about most people who get into real estate investing. Of course, we want to make sure that we have that that generational
1: wealth, and in order to do so, you got to make sure to, to have your exit strategy. Yeah. I thought it was quite uh, very cool that the, the, this dad was teaching his twenty-something-year-old son all the ropes of uh, real estate investing.
0: I was in a, in a meeting last night, interestingly enough, in a group, and uh, we were speaking with other speakers. And they said generational wealth is not necessarily about passing on a bunch of properties to somebody else. Generational wealth is being able to actually show them how to do it. So it's not just passing on the money. It's not just giving them properties, but it's the knowledge that they can have. And I just thought that was now that's true generational wealth, much more than the properties.
1: And even more than that, you're not just passing on the financial aspect. You're actually giving your children time freedom. So... Whatever they chose to study, I mean, we're very lucky. We have four kids in, in high education, you know, two are nurses, and archaeologists and environmental biologists. So they're done very well. But if one day they choose, you know, they're tied to their jobs and they, just, they feel trapped, there's the time freedom of real estate. They don't have to have that nine to five, although none of them have a traditional nine to five job. But it, it, you're, you're actually giving the next generation time freedom. And that, to me, is priceless, even more than the actual properties.
0: Yeah, you can't underestimate the time freedom or location freedom, um, the freedom of yes. choice even, right? Being able to, if you decide tomorrow that, you know, I can't do this anymore, or my kids, you know, they're not enjoying their jobs, and they decide to, because you had already helped them um, through, with property, uh, with acquiring properties, then now and they're able to, to do
1: that. So that's, I love that. That's yeah. great. Awesome. And, and and time freedom for ourselves, right? Like with aging parents, if I don't have to go to work, you know, five days a week, eight to five or eight to eight or whatever, and I can take a parent to a doctor's appointment and stuff, that's a house that's priceless. So. Right, right. I love yeah. that.
0: Great. So we'll move on to the last portion. We're going to be asking you three quick questions here.
1: Ooh, um,
0: okay. All right. So here it is. First one, what advice would you give your younger
1: self? My younger self? Um, probably to start, well, I wouldn't even say start sooner. I did start young, but I waited too long in between. Okay. So 23 was quite young to buy a first triplex, but then I waited too long. I mean, and what I, I'm not upset with myself because, you know, life happens, everything happens in life for a reason. It's just that When the accountant told me, you've been talking about this forever. Why aren't you doing it? Now's the time. I'm like, you know what? Had I actually done it sooner when I bit the bullet, I'm like, yes, now's the time. I probably would have had a couple of more properties. So if, especially if you start, if you haven't started, start younger, because, you know, we all know the best time to buy real estate was yesterday. So (laughs) start younger. And if you've already started, don't feel blocked now. Oh, I have three. The bank won't finance me anymore. That kind of stuff. So there is always a way. So if you've started, continue. And then if you haven't started, start. And even if it's like this young man who started by lending his TFSA's, you know his money's growing now because of that. So by his money growing, he'll have his first down payment maybe later. Right. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's great. Second question: What's the number one tip you would give someone who wants to get started in real
1: estate? Number one, only one. right how how can you give only one (laughs) Uh, I would say don't do it alone in the sense that learn learn from somebody who has experience somebody's done it and somebody's made all the mistakes already Right. so mistakes cost money right so if you're going to try to go it alone and then something goes wrong that mistake could cost you dearly so follow someone, get a mentor. I have multiple mentors. I mean, different programs. I've spent a ton of money in a edu- real estate education in the past, I'd say four or five years, a lot of money. Uh, and everyone has different nuggets that you, you learn from. So, and there's different expertises out there. So learn from those who've done it, but and specifically in real estate. And I think I said it before, so I don't want to repeat myself, but really do learn how to analyze deals. If you're going to do this, you need to get good at analyzing deals so that you can do it quickly when one comes up and you don't sleep on it for three days because it'll be gone in three hours. And and then frustration sets in, right? And when you get frustrated, then you'll lose your mojo and, and you know all of that yeah. stuff. And, There's
0: nothing worse than missing out on it. Oh good.
1: my gosh. And well, yeah. we've all
0: been there. You go, oh. ah,
1: yeah. <laughs> too late. I, you know, I waited to speak to my husband about it and it's gone. Right. Yeah. But the, um. I was, was going to say something else also, the the analyzing the deals, but because um, it's, it's important. I feel like I'm trying to think when I was new, what, oh, if they can get pre-approval, have it ready instead of, because if you're, this is what I want to do. Okay, I'm learning to analyze deals. But if you have no clue what you qualify for, then you may be wasting hours and hours and hours analyzing deals that you can't even purchase. Right. So if, you're, if you can qualify for 500, don't go looking at $800, $900, you know, multifamily. Start with a two or a three, get the experience. Then you can say you have multifamily experience because two or three tenants, are, it's still a multifamily. Learn how to deal with tenants. That's more than one. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I know you have so much information to share. And uh, and
0: that's exactly why I wanted you to be a guest on my show. So so thank, thank you so you. much to for, for taking time out of your busy day. Cause I know, uh, that you're a busy woman, so thank you for for carving out some time with with uh, me and with my listeners as well. If someone wants to get in contact with you, Adele, what's the best way to contact you?
1: Uh, probably through Facebook Messenger or Instagram. It's uh, Adele Real Estate Investor. There's probably a dot after Adele in the Instagram tag, but uh, Adele Real Estate Investor on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, awesome. And we'll make sure to write that in the
0: description yes. as well, so that way people can get a hold of you thank Wow. well. Um, Thank you so much Adele for for coming on our show it's been a pleasure you're you're I just love speaking with you because you're so authentic you could just tell that you love what you do and you really want to help other people (laughs) Um, and you have and I know that factually Um, so it's an honor that you're in our program I'm glad that you took action and joined our program it's it's great speaking with you again and I I can't wait to
1: see what you're going to continue to do so thank you so much Adele. Thank you. Honestly, this was, this was fun. And uh, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate, uh, you know, you and David what you do for everybody, whether in the program, of course, but also just out putting yourselves out there and giving so much free knowledge, you know, that's a help to people. So I thank you for having me on this uh, on your brand new show and congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you. thank you. Thank you. Many years of
0: success, women in action. Yes. And and you're one of them. And uh, I'm glad that you're number one show on top of that. So yay. I love
1: it. I thank Thank Great. Thank you.
0: I'm honored, really. Thanks, Adele. What an amazing woman. I just love how she loves giving to other people. She's so inspiring and authentic. So thank you so much, Adele, for taking time out of your busy schedule, for joining us. If you've learned anything from Adele, I hope you've learned and will remember to push through fear. Fear will always be there. The important thing is to push through that. And if you wanna learn more about buying coffees using other people's money, make sure to check out this next video. I'm Investor Mel and I'll see you there.